Shalom to all. Today's office of Amos Tzadi Gimel. We are starting the tenth line, the second to last word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lilu Nishmas, Maris Miriam, Sarah Basib Yaakov, Meisha, Herdish Sham Shav and Aliyah, and Lilu Nishmas, Rebbe Chmiel, Mordechai, Ben Rambam, His Nisham Shav and Aliyah. Now we concluded yesterday with a whole list of Amiram and Tanaim that hold Adam Makna Darish Leibala Elam. A person is able to be Makna, is able to acquire or give over the acquisition of something that's not even here yet. Now the Gemara speaks out. Their Shita is Rav Huna Mahi. What's Rav Huna's Shita? Date Mar. It was stated. Hamachar Peres Dekal Chaveray. A person sells the fruits of a palm tree to his friend. It hasn't started growing yet. We're in the winter season. The fruits haven't started growing, but he made a sale with his friend and he says that when they grow, the fruits belong to you. Amrav Huna, Huna says, If the fruits haven't started growing yet, so then he can be chazer, he can renege on the sale. Once the fruits started growing and and he's not able to go back on the sale because the sale was valid. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman argues with Rav Huna and he says, Even once they started growing, he's allowed to go back on the sale. That's because it wasn't a valid sale. They weren't here yet. And Amrav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, I do agree that if the buyer took some fruits and ate them, then we're not going to take them away from him because then the owner obviously was mocking those fruits to him as he took them. But here we have a clear source that Rav Huna holds What about Rav? Rav Huna said, If a person tells his friend, This field which I'm about to buy, When I buy it, It should already be yours from now. So Kana, he's Kana it. Reuven was mocking the field that he's about to buy to Shimon the moment he buys it. Reuven didn't buy the field yet, but we see that it works, and the moment that Ruin buys the field, it belongs to Shimon. Moving on to the next one, Rabbi Yanei Kerebchia, we had said that Rabbi Yanei holds a Kerebchia, the Rabbi Yanei havalei arisa, the hava maisilei kanfa, the peri komali shabbata. Rabbi Yanei had an aris, a sharecropper, who used to bring him a basket of fruits every Erev Shabbos. It was his share of the fruits. Hahu yaima, one day, nagalei, the sharecropper came late, veloi asa, and he wasn't coming, and it was almost Shabbos. So what did Rabbi Yanei do? Shakal asmer peyer debesi alayhu, he took ten fruits that he had in his house, and took them off as truma and miser for the fruits that would be coming to him at some later time. Therefore, he'd be able to eat the fruits that the sharecropper brings him on Shabbos because Rabbi Yana ensured to take off Trumas and Mises for them before Shabbos. Now, later on, Rabbi Yana came to Rabbi and he told him what he did. Armor Le Rabbi told him, Shop what you did was good. The time you have a brisa. The Pasuk tells us, So you should learn to fear Hashem your God all your days. And what does that teach us? This is referring to make sure that you're not Mavato Oyenik Shabbos and you have Gishmak foods to eat on Shabbos. So therefore, you're taking off Mises before Shabbos was very smart. And we clarify this. What's the Pasuk trying to teach us? What's the halacha we're learning from this pasuk? Elam, if you want to say la'asuri u'meichel, that the pasuk is telling us that you're allowed to take off meiser and eat that food on Shabbos itself. tilted Would you really have a pasuk telling us that it's okay to do something that's only aser midrabanon? It's only aser midrabanon to take off trumas and meisers on Shabbos. So it doesn't make sense to have a pasuk which is a diraisa telling us that a drabanon is permitted. So what's the pasuk teaching us? must be teaching us about this that he's able to take off trumas and meisers for something that he never even received yet. But Amalei of Yanai told Rav I'm still not so sure that what I did was correct because. They read to me in my dream, meaning I had a dream and they read those words out loud to me, and that means a broken or splintered reed. My love, isn't this what they were telling me in my dream? The Pasuk tells us, Behold, you've relied on the support of this splinter to this broken reed. Imagine walking around with a cane which is splintered and broken. That's not exactly a very good support system to have. So Rav was saying, This that they read to me in my dream must have been a bad sign. It must have been what I did was no good. So Rav Chia told him, That's not what they were reading to you. This is what they were telling you in your dream. A different pasuk that says, He's not going to break a splintered reed and he's not going to extinguish flickering flax. And the end of the pasuk is important for us. The pasuk tells us, He's going to mete out judgment and truth, which means what you did was proper. Rabbi, how do we see that Rabbi holds Adam as Makna Davish you have a brisa. The pasuk says, Do not return an Eved to his master. Now, Rabbi Aimer, he explains the pasuk, regarding a person buying an Eved with intent 
that he's going to free that Eved. Now, Hechi, tell me, what exactly is this case where he's buying an Eved in order to free him? He writes for the Eved, When I buy you, you have acquired yourself already from now, even before I've bought you. So we see that a person could be Makin Davashloi by La'ilam. Rev Mayer, how do we see that he holds out in Makin Davashloi by La'ilam? Titanu, we have a Brisa. A person tells a woman, You are Mikdashus to me, after I become a Ger, or after you become a Geres, after I become freed from being a slave, after you become freed, after your husband dies, after your sister dies, after you get Chalitza from your Yavam. She's not Mikdashus. However, if Mayor, I'm if Mayor says, Mikdashus, she is Mikdashus. Even though all these things that he said are Davar Shaloi by Lailam, he hasn't become a Ger yet, she hasn't gotten Chalitza yet, or one of those other examples. Nonetheless, she's still Mekudashas when it happens. Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov, how do we see that he holds this? Titan, you have a b'raisa. Yes, Ralkein Omar Rebbe ben Yaakov, more than that, Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov said, Afilu im Omar, even if a person says, Peres HaRugazut Lushim, the produce that grew in this row, that are already detached, you truma al Peres HaRugamechubarim, they should be truma on the produce of this row, which are still attached, Oi Peres HaRugamechubarim al Peres Lushim, or he says that the fruits of this row, which are still attached, should be truma for the fruits of this row, which are detached already, once they grow a third, and they get detached, and they grew a third of their size, so now they're Chayv and Truma and Meiser, and he detached them. And that which he said worked, and it's fulfilled. Even though he designated as Truma before grew a third and before is detached, nonetheless, once it happens, so it officially becomes Truma, we see Adam Machna And our final opinion, Rabbi Kiva, that now we have a mission that says, If a woman says, I asser everything that I produce for you, Mr. Husband of mine, the husband does not have to be made for that nether. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, He should be made for that nether. If all of Yosem perhaps she's going to produce more than really what's fitting for the husband. That more that she produces will be usher to the husband. We see that she's able to make a nether chal on something which is not even here yet. And now going back to the discussion of Eid Echad permitting a woman to remarry. Do we believe in Eid Echad to come and say that a woman's husband died and now she's allowed to marry her Yavam? What's the discussion? Time of Eid Echad is the reason we believe Eid Echad is Mishum de David What he's giving testimony about is something which will end up being revealed. People are going to end up finding out about it, and therefore Leim he's not going to lie in his testimony and over here also when we're permitting her to marry the Yavam, he's not going to lie regarding this, he's simply saying that her husband died, and therefore we're going to believe him. Adilmer, perhaps, time day at Echad, the reason why we believe at Echad is Mishum Ihi we believe him in as much that now she's going to go do her research, her investigation, and she's going to make sure that her husband is really dead. Bavahach, over here, came to Zim and when we're dealing with the case of a Yavam, perhaps she really likes his Yavam of hers. Rachmalei means she loves him, she has good feelings towards him, so she's not going to do enough research and enough investigation, and she's just going to marry the Yavim anyway, so perhaps we should not believe the Eid Echad. So Amrul Rav Sheshis, Rav Sheshis told him, Tanisua, we learned it in our Mishnah. What does our Mishnah say? Amrul Rav, they told her, First your son died, and then your husband died, which means that you're Yibam. Yavma, and she married her Yavim. And then they came and they told her, was really the other way around. We said she has to leave the husbands, and the first and later child is a Mamzer. Now, Hechidami, what was the setup? Elim, if you want to say tre tre, that the first set of Edim that came was two, and the second set of Edim that came to contradict them were two. My chazis desamchasahani, samachahani. Why were you lying on the second Edim? Why don't we lie on the first Edim? Va'idim. Furthermore, mamzer, suffik mamzer. Who? Why do we say that the child born from that union is a mamzer? It's only a suffik mamzer. When we have two sets of Edim contradicting each other, we don't know for sure what the situation is. So why do we say the child is a for sure mamzer? The child's only a suffik mamzer. And v'chitem eloyduk. And if you want to say the Mishnah really wasn't precise, and when the Mishnah said mamzer, it didn't mean that the child's a mamzer. It means the child's a suffik mamzer. That can't be because Bahamang Tani Sefer, the end of the Mishnah says, Harisha and Mamzer, Vaachrin, Ain a Mamzer, that the first child's a Mamzer and the second child is not a Mamzer, Shmamino Dafka 
Kitani, that case is for sure Dafka. That's not a case of loy duck that were not precise. Remember, that was a case where she thought her husband was dead, and then later on they came and they said, by the way, the first child you had with this new husband of yours, that child's really a mamzer because your husband had not died yet. Only now your husband died. So your second child is not going to be a mamzer. So over there, the child's for sure a mamzer. So it has to be that in the ratio of the Mishnah, when we say mamzer, it means a definite mamzer, not a suffix mamzer. So El Lav must be that what was the setup in the ratio of the Mishnah? Chad, that it was only one aide that came and said that her husband died. And the time with the Azubet the reason why we say that her child from this new marriage, from the Yavam, is a mamzer, is because we have two Adim coming contradicting that first aide. But Halav Hachi Mehemen, if not for the fact that we had two Adim contradicting that one aide, we would believe that one aide. So we see that one aide is believed to allow her to marry the Yavam. That's an answer to their question. Now, for Igdam, some say that Halit really that itself is not a question whether she's allowed to marry the Yavam. Of course, that's not a question. She herself is believed that now we have a Mishnah. If a woman says, My husband died, Tina says she's allowed to marry whomever she wants. If she says, My husband died, she's allowed to marry the Yavam. So we don't have a question about Eid Echad being Nemon. She herself is Nemon. So, of course, an Eid Echad is Nemon to allow her to marry the Yavam. What's the whole question, really? Do we believe Eid Echad to allow this woman, who's technically Yavama, to marry whomever she wants? For example, do we believe him to say that the Yavam died? Or do we believe him to say that first your husband died and then your son died, so you're not chayv in Yibam. That's the real question. And what are the two sides of the coin? Because my time of the Eid Echad, why do we believe in Eid Echad usually? Because he's saying something that really we can end up finding out anyway. Therefore, he's not going to lie. So to over here in this case as well, he's not going to lie and we could believe him. Perhaps time of the Eid Echad, the reason why we believe Eid Echad usually is it's because now she's going to take his Eidos, use that as a springboard to now go do research and investigation of her own. She's going to make sure her husband really died and therefore we can rely on her investigation along with the Eid Echad to allow her to get remarried. But in this scenario, we should be afraid that she's not going to do proper investigation. Why not? That's because the situation where she hates and she despises the Yavam and she doesn't want to marry him. So the moment she has what to rely on, she says, oh, that's great, I don't have to marry him, Baruch Hashem. So maybe we shouldn't rely on Eid Echad in that case. So Amr Rav Sheshes Rav Sheshes answered them in tempting Arai from our Mishnah similar to the previous Raya, but we're going to end up knocking it away. Tanisu, we learned it in our Mishnah. Amr Lav, they told her, Meis Balach, your husband died, Va'achach Meis Benech, and then your son died, which means that you're not Chayv in Yibam. V'nisei, so then she married someone random. Va'achach Amr Lav, then they told her, Chil Fayad Varm, it was really the other way around, and really you're Chayv in Yibam. Teitzei Vavlad Rishan Machrin Mamzer, she has to leave the marriage, and the first and later child is a Mamzer. Now, Hechidami, what was that set up? Elim, if you want to say Trey Utrey, that it was just a contradiction of two sets of Adim. My Chaz de Samcha Zahani, Samcha Hani, why are we relying on the second set of Adim and telling her that now she has to leave her marriage and her child's a Mamzer, we should rely on the first set of Adim. And furthermore, Mamzer, is his child for sure Mamzer? Suffolk Mamzer who? He's only a Suffolk Mamzer. It's two verses two. And Mechitim, if you want to say Loi Duck, that the Mishnah wasn't precise, and really the Mishnah means that he's a Suffolk Mamzer, not a Vade Mamzer, that can't be because Hamming Tani Seifa, the Seifa of the Mishnah says, Harish and Mamzer Vachrin Ene Mamzer, Shmamina de Dafka Ketani. We see from here that it's Dafka, that when Mishnah says Mamzer, we're talking about a definite Mamzer, because in the later case of the Mishnah, like we just explained previously, that's talking about a Dafka Mamzer. So El Lavim must be Chad that the first aid that came it was one aid not to aid him. And for time of the Asubei Treash Chua, the reason why she has to leave her second marriage is because two Adim came and contradicted that first aid. Halav Hachi. But if it wasn't two Adim that came, Mehemin, then we would believe that original aid. We see from here that we believe in aid to say that she is not Chayv in Yibam and she's allowed to marry whomever she wants. So the says that's not a riot because La'ilam Treu Tre really could be a case of two Adim versus two Adim. The first set of Adim said that it was first her husband that died and then her child. The second set of Adim said it was really the 
other way around. And it's like what Ravachabar Minyumi said about a different case. So to over here, we're talking about Eide Hazama. Now there's a concept of Hazama by Edis, which is something that's very unique. Ruven and Shimon testified that they saw something happen on a particular date in a particular place. Two other Edim aren't believed to come and say that didn't happen. That's just called regular hachasha, regular contradiction. However, two other Edim are believed to say, Imanu Hoyisem. You can't possibly have been there because at that particular date and time that you claim you saw this thing happen, you were with us in a totally different place. In that very unique situation where they say, Imanu Hoyisem, that's called Edim Mazimin. These new sets of Edim are being Mazim, the original set of Edim, and then the new set of Edim is believed. So that's what we're answering over here. It's not just a standard case of two sets of Edim contradicting each other. The second set of Edim is telling the first set of Edim, you can't possibly have been there at that date and time to say that the father died first and then the son, because at that date and time, you were with us in a totally different place. Then the second set of Edim would be believed. Therefore, Sheshas does not have a ride from our Mishnah that one aid is believed to potter her from marrying the Yavam. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with a different attempted Raya. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.